Thank you so much to our new Patreon subscribers. Yoni Weisberg, Catherine, Rosalie Oceana Kolb, Patricia Hunter, Christina Schroeder, and Maria. You are the maple to our bar. To support Book Reviews Kill and gain access to exclusive full-length episodes, deleted scenes, videos, and monthly giveaways, please click on the link in the description for this episode. Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Chad. And I'm Evan. And you are listening to the Monday Morning Minute. And this week in fictional news, the upcoming film adaptation of Stephen King's short story, The Boogeyman, is now being recut after test audiences screamed so much they were unable to hear further dialogue in key scenes. What? The Boogeyman follows the story of high school student Sadie Harper and her sister Sawyer, who are mourning their mother's recent death. Meanwhile, after a desperate patient shows up unexpectedly at their house asking for help from their therapist father, they soon become haunted by a terrifying monster look out for the terrifying new adaptation on june 2nd of this year uh that is <laughs> i don't know if that's just a marketing stunt but if that's actually true like what yeah, the hell that would be incredible <laughs> i'm gonna go see it like that yeah. that convinced me i was already gonna go see it because that's a cool short story i've totally read it uh but like should we mention that it was full of two-year-olds like do you show it to two-year-olds <laughs> I, I don't know uh it seems like the the test audience was screaming so much that there were there were some dialogue parts but like once the monster like was revealed the audience was screaming and like talking to each other so much that there was the movie kept playing and so wow. the, so the, the people watching it and in, in the test screening that were like that had made the movie were just like damn it we're gonna have to recut this because that was like a really important little snippet like a of little dialogue, chunk of that dialogue. They, yeah wow. that they totally missed because they were all talking to each other it's interesting i've never even thought about the pacing of a movie like that before yeah, where it's like you yeah. kind of have to control like the applause you know and i thought about it in terms of like when you're giving a speech that's comedic right and you need to like not say your punchline when everyone's still clapping over the last slightly funny thing that you said you know yeah. or laughing about that so it's like but i never thought about that in a movie sense and i guess screams would do it we should read the short story the boogeyman before the movie comes out oh we should do you know when the movie's yeah. coming out june 2nd i just i just oh, did you just say that oh, i just i was only focused on the scream thing <laughs> i apparently okay. you were talking so loud about screaming uh that i missed some of the important dialogue <laughs> that's totally cool what have you been doing this week oh man just having all sorts of fun okay so i got done uh with something today that i'm very much stoked on and it is your book ah. yeah and ah. uh can you tell everyone what it's called so i can just stop calling it your book or do you not uh. want to do that yet you don't have to do it yet if you don't want the to. working title is angie kills a king but i don't know if that's going to be the final title it's it's been that for so long that it might just stay like, like that i'm kind of but attached to it i saw i'm gonna yeah, think about it forever i think on a book cover it would look pretty striking you know yeah i think so too yeah that would be cool yeah but I don't and know. you call it angie not angie right either one is fine yeah okay yeah but no it's not i like angie better <laughs> i like it. i like angie more really oh <laughs> well fun fact about it um my mom's name my mom's name was or is uh angela and she always went by angie oh. so i just changed the spelling uh so it's angie isn't that interesting how because that's why i don't that's why i want to call it why i want to pronounce it angie because i think of angie as like a regular person in today's world and but it took me a minute before i made the association because you did spell it a-n-j-i yeah and yeah, for some reason that makes it fantasy <laughs> it does doesn't it you just change a couple letters around yeah I'm a it, genius. Uh, it is amazing 
Um, but yeah, I finished that today. Uh, I'm honored to be your alpha reader. And uh, guys, I, I really like it. Like I'm a book reviewer oh. and I really liked this book. It was very good. Oh, uh, I have so many. It was really fun to read it with the knowledge that I could have an effect on the changes that could occur. And so it's like you're, you're kind of looking at the story through a how can we dopeify this as opposed to like <laughs> what is dope already in this? You know, it's like kind of a cool perspective and, and a unique one is I never really read a book thinking like, I can change this. Like, what would I do to change the story? I'm just like, is this good or bad? Yeah, and it definitely needs that other uh, pair of eyes, you know. And so you're an alpha reader. I've got a couple more. And then I've got a list, a working list of beta readers. So once I kind of get the collected notes from the first few people that I've shown this draft to, I'll kind of go back to the drawing board and kind of see what needs to be taken out or moved around or, um, you know, emphasized or added to. Um, so yeah, you, you are doing quite the service for me, man. I've got nine pages of notes for you and it's all like a little stuff, nothing huge. Yeah. I was surprised when you told me that, uh, nothing like super major needed to change. I mean, there's some things that like definitely should be changed. It's just little like time of day things. Like I thought it was this o'clock and it's that o'clock, you know, and it's like you could release it by fixing those things and without any more dopification I'm so happy that you read it uh, i'm really excited to show it to everybody too I'll, I'll try to post that first chapter soon but i think it'll probably have to wait until like at least a few weeks from now i want to like yeah. really kind of go over it a few times and just make sure i get everybody nice and excited for what's going on totally and once you release some you're going to get that momentum ball rolling people are going to want more and so it's like you're going to want to give them more and so it's like you want to time it all right i think that's probably wise uh, I've been reading Persepolis Rising, uh, which has been good. I'm liking this one actually quite a bit. I think the expanse is going to go out with a bang. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not like 50 pages into Persepolis Rising. So I don't know. I'm a little yeah. farther, but not much. But I don't know. I guess I just, I'm just enjoying it. I'm very yeah. comfortable with the story. I got a little like maybe fatigued is the right word with it during the first part of the last book. And then the last bit kind of like got me battle mode. I really liked the strategy that they were doing and it kind of got me back into it. There's just, we've been expansing for a hard minute now and uh, it's, it's still got me going. It's still got me. Going. I'm surprised that I'm like, oh man, I still want to read it. I'm going to get off tonight and uh, go read some more. I've been reading Spear Cuts Through Water, yeah. which I'm enjoying. That is a, uh, that is a rich, big chocolate cake that I wasn't expecting to have to eat it the whole thing. very <laughs> chocolatey wow like it is uh wow i i don't even know like the writing in that book is better than most of the books that i've read yeah in, like the last year like it's like a different that, type of writing though yeah it's like second person into third person but also first person that's like sprinkled in there in italics and stuff from like different Done characters and elegantly like the structure is very different that it is it 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 it, it, this is going to take us a little while folks like for the patreon uh book club chad and i just kind of started spear cuts through water a little bit late in the month and i think this is going to take me like a a little i don't think i'll be able oh my god yeah my fear is like cutting through rock i'm like chipping it's so good it's so so good it's beautiful it's i mean really i can't stress enough folks like even if you're not part of the patreon like go pick this book up just set aside some time because it's you really have to you have to like read every single word like very clearly like i don't know Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm not like saying it correctly but you really have to just really pay attention while you're reading it because it jumps around so much it feels um, like the author kind of took apart every sentence 
and yeah. re-put it together three or four times and it's... then was like, I think I can pack the most meaning into this version yeah. and then went with that one. And it's just no simon oh. simon jimenez is a hell of a writer yeah like that's the impression that i'm getting out of i'm getting like it's like rothfuss like name of the wind type yeah yeah like just gorgeous I'm glad you said that. that's like, what i was thinking of so too. evocative and visceral and just it it's, it, it kind of reminds me of um like hero that movie like that jet lee movie yeah yeah i don't yeah. know why it's reminding me of that so much but it's just like I, I, I it's it's so vivid yeah, it has that vibey yeah it's got that vibe to it and maybe it's because it's the first like 100 pages that i'm in and like look like literally what, what's going on in it but it just feels like um that kind of like framing story of like a person telling another person a story about all this stuff that's like not necessarily happening just to them and stuff right. and it's just like this old kingdom and all their strife and everything that's going on with it but oh my god this it's i'm really happy that we're reading this book because it's it's hitting me upside Same. the head with just the the sheer like quality of this read it's the yep. kind of book that makes me like want to write and also not want to write because <laughs> it'll, <laughs> it'll never be this good of a writer oh it's i don't wild. necessarily think that uh, evan has a very clean for what, I'm, for what i'm learning from your not to, to belabor the you topic or anything but sure, you have no, a very belabor clean me. <laughs> I will blabber away. Um, you have a very clean writing style. It's like you include your I'm very aware that you are very conscious of your pacing mm, and yeah. that you are really trying to make sure that I'm not bored. Yeah, never. Almost never. to the point where I'm like, hey, 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 chill out. Hey, I kind of want to know about that more religion here. a little yeah. more. Yeah, you know, yeah. like what's the mountain range called? Like, uh, there's some things in there, but like it's 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 neat. It's clean. Tight. It's got a, yeah, it's tight. That's the word yeah. for it. It's very it's clipped and it just like it goes and it doesn't go where it doesn't need to go ever. It's No, eh, I don't deviate. It's a buttoned up piece of work. I I very much enjoy it. Whereas this Spear Cuts Through Water, not that I'm like I've read the whole thing or anything, but it's a little more flowy. <laughs> it's very flowy, yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's whisping around. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, but I'm I'm so happy we're reading it. It's awesome. Dude, it really is fucking cool. Like it really is. It's just gonna take us forever to read it. Like it's yeah, how many it's pages is it? Do you know? I have on the Kindle, so I never know. Five hundred nineteen. Okay, so it's shorter than um uh sort of Kaigen. Like sort of Kaigen was like six hundred fifty pages. It was, so this huh? Is, this is shorter. Like it kind of went by really fast, though. Yeah, this is definitely like super dense. I mean, yeah, this, is, this is very dense. Like right when I <laughs> like, I like started if it. on and like. Patrick Rothfuss style had a love child. Seriously, oh, really? Yeah. Um, like, like right when I started it, I was like about two pages in. I was like, wait a minute, okay, <laughs> this is gonna be what's, what's happening right now. <laughs> like, this is gonna be a way bigger undertaking than I thought. I thought it was like a YA, like you know, just like A to B story. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like I'm, fighting <laughs> and stuff and spears and like the way of the warrior. You know, it <laughs> like, is not. It is not no. at all. No, but you know, what? I'm kind of, I'm kind of. I'm in, I'm in for it. Like I'm oh, yeah. down. No, I'm in, so I'm down. In there. Like yeah. it's one of those books that I'm like stoked. It's going to take me a minute. Exactly. Yeah. Like once yeah. I got about like 50 pages in, I was just like nestled. I was like, yeah, let's like, go. Okay. This is, okay. This is exactly what I want. Yeah. I got a lot farther into the Priory of the Orange Tree. I went back and tried the audio book one more time, and like, there's like, bag. man, there's one. It's it's the, the reader does a fine job, but there's like one or two characters that she does that I just hate the voice that she's invented. <laughs> it's like this big booming voice and it's like wait what like no one talks like that <laughs> just talk like you you know yeah 
I'm a little bit farther into book two of Shadow and Bone, but uh, but not very much farther. I finished Treasure Island, though. <laughs> hey, cool. Yeah, it was super oh, yeah. fun. It was nice to kind of read something old school. And I read most of it out loud to my cat, uh, <laughs> just practicing doing audiobooks. And like, I actually like wrote out like each character's voice and kind of like did it like as if I was to actually produce the full book to kind of practice what that would be like, you know, because it's hard oh, wow. to remember if like you saw a character 20 chapters ago and then you see him again. It's like, how did he sound? You know? And so I totally. have like, like a vocal um, profile for every character that I've come across and really put some, put some time to it. It was really fun. You know, you could put that on YouTube if you wanted to like read it over again and record it. You can put it on oh. YouTube because it's public domain. Oh yeah, it is. Huh? Yeah. I get a few hits on that, mm. you know? Yeah, I might. I would listen to it. Yeah. It'd be fun. I have all the characters written out, so maybe I will. Oh, yeah. read do it. it the whole thing again yeah, Dude, I might. it was it's like i mean what is treasure island's like what 250 yeah i was reading on the kindle which it kind of this is one thing i guess i don't really like two things i don't like about the kindle is actively is that i don't know what page i'm on because it tells me how many based on like the size of the text like changes oh. the amount of pages you know oh yeah like i wish you wouldn't do that Maybe there's a setting or something I can change. Uh, and then also going backwards seems very difficult, which you think that you don't do very often in a book. But I do, especially when I'm like taking notes and trying to reference things and really understand something. And it's like, for some you reason, just the, tap backward, the other page, like no, I always want to go forward. I like I slide it and that seems to work. But I have to be very much on the left hand side of it. Oh, or else also, like, You're trying to go forward. I feel like if I'm any point like 20% far into the right side and it's just going forward. I mean, you do have the cheapest version of the Kindle, which I like. Yeah, it's a little after, unresponsive, or... but I mean, you know, it's a thing that shows me words and that's yeah, all I really awesome. need. It doesn't yeah, hurt my eyes. Great. I love it. Totally. Yeah. I know my, by no means am I complaining. Just noticing things that, you know, could be better. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, uh, I did try out for a couple audiobooks this week as well, which was pretty fun. Man, you should be so stoked, Evan. I've been reading a lot of amateur writers oh, with cool. auditioning, and your writing is in the absolute upper percentile of them. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Uh, what have you yeah. been up to this week? <laughs> Appreciate that compliment. Yeah, um, dude. I mean, geez. it's the truth. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so I finished uh, Vinland Saga number seven. I'm on number eight right now, cruising right through Vinland Saga. Wow. There you are. It is so awesome. It's great. Um, there's just really nothing but good things that I can say about it. Like the pacing is fantastic. The characters are amazing. The art is incredible. Wow. It's such a good manga. Like, What's the time frame that the story happens over? Um, I mean, I guess it depends on... Because uh, there's like quite a few flashbacks, um, but I would say f from what I'm reading, it's like it seems like three or four, no, like six years, something like six that. Years, okay, like something like that. But then if you if you consider like Thorfinn is like 22, and a lot of the events happen when he's like six, you know, so it's like it kind of like flashes back a lot. But it's it totally. all takes place in like the very early 11th century in uh, England and Denmark, uh, so okay. and Iceland. So uh, man, it is it is really 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 good. Uh, if any of you are trying to read a really great manga, Vinland, Vinland Saga is it. Uh, I don't know if I like it more than Berserk. I don't think I do. Uh, wow. Like Berserk. The fact that it's even a thing that you're attempting is like a statement. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, because Berserk is, um, it's just really, because I'm, I'm like a fantasy guy and I really particularly really enjoy dark fantasy. And 
Berserk is just the king of dark fantasy manga. I mean, I really honestly don't think anything like Berserk is ever going to get done again. No. But but one thing about Berserk is it re- it goes all over the place. Like it is <laughs> like it's very it's all over the place. Movie. Yeah, and so and with Vinland Saga, like it feels much more focused on like a few like key characters and events and kind of like you know, it's like a, a simple story with complex characters, you know. Um, Excellent. And, and so I'm I'm really into it. Um, I think that Berserk for me is just kind of like, it's just always going to have like this very special place in my heart as like the first manga that I had ever really read. Uh, it's it's certainly of that scope. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think I had read a few different other ones, like some Junji Ito and stuff. But yeah, uh, Vinland Saga, I spent a pretty decent amount of money on all the hardcover copies of it. And it's... Can you see them? Uh, they're right behind me on my shelf right over there. Pull up one. I want to just see the, I want to see the girth in your hand. There we go. Cool. They're about that big. They're like four hundred yeah, yeah. pages each. You know, they only take me like an hour to read though. Because they colored? Manga, so. no. The, the no. very like the very first panel is sometimes co- colored. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, I also finished a book called The Girl in the Zoo by Jennifer Lauer. Uh, it was great. It was a cool like speculative fiction type book about a uh, a woman named Mirren who is the she thinks she's the last human on earth after like a AI robot like human war um and she had kind of like seen some of it but then she is now like trapped in a zoo uh for the robots like entertainment which wow. was such a solid idea and it was like a, it's like a 250 page very short snappy like just some really cool ideas in there some cool revelations and um like a cool little like mystery in the book and i read it in like two sittings because it was just it was a really fast read uh so go check that out for sure because yeah i, I like was i was kind of blindsided by it yeah it was definitely um it was like nice and deep but it didn't take too long for the story to get told or anything writing okay. was good yeah, that was cool. Uh, and I also finished uh, this other book called The Family Fortuna, which I'll have a review out for that in the next couple of days. But uh, this is by Lindsay Eager. And this book was such a huge surprise for me. Like, I, it got sent to me by Candlewick Press. I didn't think much of it. I thought the cover looked really cool. I read the first page and then sat and read like 250 pages of it without getting up. It, is, it was awesome. It's about a, a girl who's born into a circus in the 1800s, uh, like late 1800s. And it's like this traveling circus that travels around the United States, mostly kind of like the Midwest and Southern states and stuff. Um, uh-huh. the, she's born with a beak and feathers and like black eyes and like razor sharp teeth. So she's born with like bird, like crow appendages what? and stuff, not wings, but she's just like, she looks kind of like a bird. She looks like a monster bird lady. Uh, wow. And so she, Hollow her dad, bones? I don't know. I didn't mention <laughs> that, uh, but her dad, uh like is so excited about this because he's the ringleader of this circus and he's like we're gonna make so much money you oh, know no. and, then, and then so like and then like the other members of her family are also like very involved in the circus and i just i love like 19th century stuff i love circus stuff i always love a book about the circus and like a traveling group of performers with like a one really solid character in the middle of it all uh <laughs> and like oh man it is an awesome book like seriously everybody go check it out it's called the family fortuna um i love this i love being surprised by stuff because i hadn't even heard of it and i just opened yeah, it up never heard of it, it who's yeah, the author uh lindsay eager wow uh, i think that's how you pronounce her name but yeah can it's you just imagine um, being exciting yeah. can you imagine being like excited 
that your kid like he's got a foot growing out of his face yeah, yes. I mean, if you like, are if you are the ringleader of a freak man. show then i suppose yeah um yeah i don't really have much bad things to say about it. i mean it was just it was a little meandering at first like it took a little uh, for the first like hundred or so pages i was very interested but i was also like where the hell is this going and it kind of started to develop and stuff and um i just i had such a good visual of like what this book was about and what everything mm. looked like and well, what the characters looked like and what they thought and man yeah it was, it was like 360 pages just like in and out you know uh it was awesome you know, and the then, more and more i read the more and more i find that while i enjoy all types of tales and will never you know stop letting my brain be open to new types of stories my favorite is what you said earlier like a simple story with complex characters like a complex um a, a character driven story with a very simple task that needs to be accomplished or something like yeah. i love me some world ending stakes i've read a lot of those books and like yeah. i love those but like i really like the focus of just a couple yeah. characters or one yeah it's the best yeah that's my jam that is 100 yeah. percent my jam um i also read uh <laughs> so i don't know why i did this but uh i've i've decided that i'm going to read all the goosebumps books wow did you ever finish a series of unfortunate events even did you get through those because those are like your last no, like YA, I got like to million book, book i got to book 11 and then i just kind of stopped reading them but I had, i've already read i've already read them all too so i knew what the ending was and everything and uh, those books start to get kind of real like <laughs> towards, really? yeah i mean not like really uh, super intense or anything but like uh, stuff just starts developing um in a different way and i just i kind of like how like samey all the initial ones are you know so mm -hmm. like stuff it started developing a certain way and i was like oh, yeah, i remember all this and then i just kind of fell out of it but yeah because uh, i've already read them all but um so i posted a review for the beast from the east which is goosebumps number 43 which like legitimately creeped me out like i was reading it like two in the morning with all the lights off and i was just like whoa hey hello like this is like this is pretty weird yeah, that was this week. Um, oh, wow. And then, and because I've only really read, like, I can only really remember, like, I don't know, five to ten of them right. or something like that. Like, with from the Kindle, when I was you a can kid. read in total darkness. Oh, so cool. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. So, like, yeah. uh, I'm just going to, like, do all the Goosebumps books and, like, a playlist on TikTok and just review. I'm reviewing them all out of order. And I know that's, like, annoying for some people, but I, don't, I was just picking the ones that I want to read. Uh, but I read The Beast from the East, and then I just finished uh, Say Cheese and Die, which is the one about like the, the camera that like predicts the future. Um, I never if, read any Goosebumps. Oh, no, Goosebumps is great. Goosebumps is awesome. Uh, I mean, huh. they're, they're not like... Is it like um, a kid's X-Files? Yeah. Like, how do okay. you not know what Goosebumps is? Uh, oh, yeah, you were sheltered. I forgot. <laughs> you know to your benefit it was, box, it was boxcar children <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah goosebumps are like they're like scary Nancy books for, Drew. they're like scary Walter books Nancy for kids Drew. you know um okay. it never gets like super intense or anything like there's never like A like no one's scene. yeah like nobody's getting like there's no gore or like anything okay. like that really it's just like creepy like it's usually just like haunted artifacts or like weird situations that kids okay. get put Is into it the same characters no, no, they're different oh. characters from us. Oh, okay. I think there there are some like concurrent books where there's like a they're like numbered, so there's like a one, two, and three, or, but they're like the same idea, but maybe with like different kids, or like they're the same kids, but it's like a they're like revisiting the situation or whatever. But sure, I think that's sure. fairly rare. But there's like sixty of them in like the classic 
goosebumps and they only wow. take me like it's like a 30 second to like 40 second review so i'll be putting up a review for say cheese and die soon i'm reading the cuckoo clock of doom right now and they're nice. all like 120 130 pages so i can just knock them out in like an like an hour and a half. Like there's gotta be some right? satisfaction in that. It's like, and I finished another book. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I don't really uh <laughs> like it doesn't even really feel like I'm reading because they're just they're so easy. It's like it's literally like the easiest books you'll ever right. read. It's like a magazine know? or something. Yeah, the, exactly. It's like a Reddit post, you know. It's right. like I'm just it's very, very simple. Uh, I don't think R.L. Stein is a bad writer, but I also don't think he's a very good writer. Uh, <laughs> like, More of a I mean, just, quantity not quality guy yeah i mean i don't I, I don't think he's really going for that though i mean like he's just no. very clear this he's, isn't he's, the count he's, of monte cristo no he's writing for um you know kids he's not necessarily writing for adults and i think that there are some like more kind of like young adult ish books that he had written i can't remember what they're called they're called like i think fear street is like another hmm. series that he did but man the guy has written so many books and um uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's just kind of fun, you know, it usually starts with a kid who like, they either feel kind of like alienated, or they feel like uh, someone doesn't really understand them, or there's like usually like some kind of like other issue that the kid is dealing with, or like a group of kids is dealing with at the beginning. And it kind of like wraps into this thing that they're all dealing with and stuff is it's pretty cool how he's able to do it like so consistently uh so yeah i'll be reading many many more goosebumps books and uh so yeah if you see me on tiktok holding up a goosebumps book um you know feel free to just like it's like an art project for me <laughs> you don't Hell have yeah. to engage with every single one of them but, but i just you wanted should. i kind of want to be like the the guy on tiktok that did all the goosebumps books the i'm goosebumps pretty <laughs> i'm pretty cool with that like yeah you've gone too far to be just known as that now but no you know, you but i would be fine i'd be fine with that being a thing that i did yeah, yeah i don't think anyone sure. else has done it uh not on tiktok i know that, i think there's a um there's a podcast that does goosebumps stuff really interesting. Uh, i can't i think it's called like goose bros or something like that i can't remember are they young should, i don't know we should get in touch with them though maybe we uh, should <laughs> you gotta have one of them on or something um How speaking much of behind scenes trash talking do you do of these books because you're probably so sick of reading I mean, them yeah, right now. like 62 of them is a lot you but imagine uh, if yeah, we had a lot only one book series that this podcast was about i don't know <laughs> if i'd be able to no dude no i'd be like i have to move on man <laughs> um so Something speaking healthy. of speaking of scary stuff i'm still reading the tommy knockers i'm like 450 pages into it whoo it is it is very long, y'all. Like it's it's still not as bad as everybody said it was. It's hmm. definitely not my favorite Stephen King book. It is absolutely not my favorite. It is. Not is great. it in the least ten? No, I was. It's not in my. Yeah, it's not in my bottom ten or anything. But okay. it's very, very. Maybe bottom it is actually. It might be. It might be in the bottom ten. It's not in the bottom five. Um, okay. But it's definitely down there. I think it's just way too long. Um, it's that it it goes so far off track sometimes with stuff there's just entire like 10 to 15 page parts that you could lift right out of the book and it oh would yeah um ever but since it, you like exposed the idea that two characters could would be better suited off as one or you could lift certain scenes because like, i never like thought about books like that way uh i see that all the time now I'm always like, oh, that didn't need to be there. That's not aiding your story any, Mr. Yeah. Author. You just wanted it. I know. It's weird. It's not, it's definitely not bad. And it's a really cool idea, too. I mean, like the idea of an alien presence like taking over a town, like telepathically almost. And like the the things that happen because of that. I just wish we didn't have to 
go into so much detail and backstory about like literally every person in this town. Oh I don't know. I just feel like it could have been done a little bit more gracefully. And obviously even Stephen King feels that way because he's been in interviews where he said he hates that book. So there's mm. got to be one that he likes the least. Uh, I still think um, there's a few other books by him that I've read that I won't read again that i just no, Mr. really didn't King, like. you have done worse <laughs> yeah in my opinion at least like i think this is better than Dreamcatcher. personally it's the worst uh, one i think Dreamcatcher might be stephen king's worst Dude, book that's like, like the, i really the only one that i had read yeah. for so long yeah i tried I pick the worst i really tried with Dreamcatcher. that's the only stephen king book i've dnf'd like, i finished it i, I, was I like, just couldn't man. i just I, I got like three quarters of the way through it too and i was just like i'm done i can't do this anymore this is stupid but well, you I mean everybody's once, different like I don't know yeah true and you once again proved to be the ying to my yang because without your love of Stephen King I probably would have never ever picked up another Stephen King book because I went through Dreamcatcher and was just like mm, Stephen is not for me you would have never read the Dark Tower I would have never read the Dark Tower that's, that's wild. crazy to think that um, and then this week uh, I was supposed to read Tress of the Emerald Sea in one day but things just kept coming up it's just different uh videos and and reading all these other books and everything else that i got going on so i'm going to read it tomorrow during the day i got everything pushed aside for it because i really oh, want to read trust of the emerald sea but yeah i'm man the weather here in portland has been so awful it's been the same amount of overcast and kind of rainy for like the last three weeks oh. and it's getting really frustrating because i just want to go outside and read but it's like 45 degrees and overcast no matter what and it's uh don't even get me started but i am going to sit and read all of trust of the emerald sea um i hope it's as good as everyone says it is because the reviews for it have been just immaculate off like, the charts people are really excited about it so uh, it's pretty short it's like 350 pages so i should oh, be able to nice. knock that out in one day but yeah that's about it it'll take you uh probably like seven hours six or seven hours okay something like that that's pretty good yeah i mean uh like a, i read about a page a minute so 360 pages about six hours um like i'll take breaks to eat and sure. stuff like that um I feel probably like scroll so on tiktok but dubious of a statement though because so many page like all pages are not created equal you know right it's like, yeah like no like uh, spear cuts through water there are a lot of words on each one of these pages and it's like this is going to take googling stuff it's going to take a long time it's going to take us a really long time mm -hmm. but yeah i mean other than that i've just been i've been playing still playing the witcher 3 uh just kind of cracking away at it i play it for like half an hour to an hour every day and it's just ugh. I love just putting headphones in and just I've got the music turned all the way up and I'm just wandering around going to all the little question marks Finding on the map. And stuff. Yeah, it's great. It's such an amazing game. And I already it's know the story, so I like skip through a few things or I'll like watch a whole scene or whatever, but I don't really need to like hang right. on to every word everything everybody's saying and you know, I just sort of like riding roach around during the sunset. Yeah, and go stuff. find a griffin way yeah. higher than your level, but you just get really good at rolling. <laughs> uh, I roll. I roll around everywhere. Just rolling everywhere, man. Um, but that's about it. I mean, I finished uh, this, the first season of The Expanse. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. there's no the real... choices for actors are like, eh. I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a totally good show. It's, yeah, um, I don't like Holden. But I mean, I don't really like Holden like, in the books either. Yeah, I don't really like Holden in either, the books. So um, I think it's now. really impressive what they did with that show. I mean, it looks fantastic. Like, it looks no, very good. Yeah, like none of like the the vistas or like the technology or the sets or anything like look thrown together or anything. It's it's very, very good. It looks totally. awesome. And it like most sci-fi and space things are really shiny. You know, it's like the future is shiny. Everything's chrome and reflective and clean. And the expanse is 
dirty you know yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of uh, dirty everything's rusted and yeah, like... especially miller yeah miller's disgusting the guy that the thomas jane plays such a good miller when i was reading the books i always pictured him in my brain of any other character because i had seen the first episode or first season of the show and i was like that's the one character that i'm definitely going to take their from their characters um but that's everything that i had going on i think we can just move on to the fictional fun fact all right the fictional fun fact for this week is there is a niche literary movement within science fiction that developed in the early 2000s called mundane science fiction. Well, that's really piqued my interest. <laughs> I know. I just thought I did think this was interesting. So it is driven by creating plausible extensions of existing science and technology, situating stories on Earth or within the solar system, thereby lacking the use of interstellar or intergalactic travel and not considering contact with aliens. I, huh. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I, I, yes, it is science fiction in the sense right. that like it is Apollo fictional. 13, though. I mean, Apollo thirteen isn't sense. fiction, right? Right, but in a fictional sense, you know. Yeah. Um, we can actually do that. Why? You're gonna so have I guess, fiction. like that movie, <laughs> that movie, uh, Sunshine would be. I guess you could technically call it no, because that wouldn't be the technology. I guess it would be. I don't know. Yeah, I can't think of any like like hard examples of it no sunshine like, would be because there's no aliens considered and they don't have technology that can take us out of our solar system it's a an extension right. of yeah current day's i guess technology, so yeah totally. totally yeah um like we could do well i don't know if we're starting the sun up again but like you know we can get there <laughs> yeah Maybe. i wonder i wonder like why that was it was a thing that people thought like we should definitely do that because i mean i guess it they i guess it would name. <laughs> got a name and not a very good one I know, right? It's like it doesn't like make who was like really we should call it. this mundane. Like what? I mean, but it maybe is it's, kind of mundane. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's supposed to be centered more toward humans, and you know what I mean. Like uh, maybe a, a bit more reflective. Uh, okay, you know what I mean. Instead of because like the expanse is out reflective. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but there are there are a lot of mundane aspects to the expanse, sure. right? Um, but it's definitely not. We've like got an Epstein. We've got yeah, portals we've got now. We've got alien contact. But it was it was there for a minute because the Epstein you could say is an extension of modern day technology. It's like an extremely efficient, super high powered rocket burner. Yeah, or uh, like the Martian would be considered mundane. Good example. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good one. Yeah, so it's like it's every it's all the technology we've got here. It just happens to be a guy trapped on Mars. You right. know, so. I mean, and that's a really good book. So have you read The Martian? I have a long time ago. Yeah, yeah it's, that's super worth a read. The movie, yeah. I, mean, you could, I mean, honestly, you could just watch the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like pretty much the same. I, I like the movie. Bit, actually. <laughs> the movie's really good. It's I really like good. the movie a lot. Um, but yeah, like I just thought that was really interesting that, um, you know, because we don't really have like a, I don't think you could have mundane fantasy. There's like, there's like, a, there's like, like magical like... realism you know which is like i feel like as close as fantasy would get to mundanity or mun to be i mundane. like mundanity better that's that's <laughs> i don't know if that's a would word it be like no historical idea. fiction but just like made up it'd be like a made-up story about someone in like ancient greece maybe like or i guess maybe um and maybe vinland saga would be considered mundane fantasy because there's no there's no magic in it but and it's like historical right. it's a fantastical element in that the, some of them have like seem to have like a sort of like berserker like t style strength or like you know, at some point like uh, one of them like eats a mushroom and it's like it's not really you don't really find out like what the mushroom is called or anything but it's mm -hmm. like maybe it could be real it happens in the kind show of thing too. oh really yeah. yeah i've only watched the first episode of vinland saga 
the first couple episodes are really good. I just think it gets a little samey. It would be much better in manga form. I feel like I want to watch it once. Um, once like a couple seasons are out. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to just watch like ten episodes or whatever. Yeah, dude, I watched a um trailer for a movie called Sisu, S I S U, and it looks like what would happen if Mad Max and John Wick had a love child. And I'm pumped. <laughs> You should watch the trailer. That's it looks too much. Awesome. It's too much. <laughs> Just go look at it. Look at it right now. That's an, that's an overload. I know, dude. I was, I was like, oh, I'm in it for this. How do you spell it? S-I-S-U. Tell me what you think about it after you watch it. I'm watching it again because it's awesome. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that looks amazing. Doesn't that looks, it? That looks so cool. <laughs> it literally has the phrase, the most fun you can watch Nazis getting destroyed. Yeah, that's... Um, wow. In the trailer. Yeah, that's, whew, yeah uh, whoever that studio is, because it is the same studio that j- that did uh, John Wick, they really like the is idea really? of... Yeah, oh, yeah. They, they like the idea of the uh, the one-man army kind of thing. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Except this guy, is like, he's like 60. Yeah. It's like this old a, man. He's like really out awesome. for revenge. Like a man. taken Liam Neeson, but like super not in his prime. I'm absolutely going to watch that. It looks awesome. Right? Yeah, I saw. I don't even know where I stumbled across the trailer for, but I watched it like twice, and I was like, "This is gonna be great. This looks like Inglorious Bastards." But there's just one of them. All right, everybody, that's gonna do it for us today. Thank you so much for listening to the Monday Morning Minute. We love doing these episodes, and we love having you here for them. Make sure to check out the Discord, and of course, uh, sign up to the Patreon if you have the means. And we got a review on Apple uh, Podcast the other day that was just so nice. It made my whole day. I got a little alert on my phone. And uh, so whatever platform that you are watching or listening to us on, we would appreciate you uh, going on there, hitting us with some stars and saying hi. Yeah, leave us a nice review. We'd appreciate that. It really made my day. It was so sweet. Everybody, I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. And of course, happy reading. Bye, everybody.